Welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. This is DJ Maru here at Modern Girls and Old Fashioned Men. This is an interview with one of my first artists that I found at KUCI, I suppose. Found them randomly just by checking out the different albums we had at the new ads about March last year. I saw him live at the Troubadour about two weeks ago. I think it was March 1st, the beginning of the month, and uh, had the opportunity to seek his live show, which consists of really, really cool violin loops and um, a lot of folky kind of songs, um, which you're listening to right now. So he's joining us here uh, via phone call, and uh, I'm going to ask him a few questions. Hello, Kishi, can you hear me? Yep, how's it going? Uh, hi, uh, as you know, um, oh, actually, I called you Kishi. Your name is Kay. Actually, well, that's one of my questions. How, sh- how should I call you? Uh, okay, my friends call me Kay, or Kishi Pachi. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, you just, well, I don't know where you are right now, but you just, about two weeks ago, you were in Cal- Southern California. How did you like being around the OC, San Diego, and LA areas? Um, it was uh, pretty amazing. Uh, I had my family out there, and I knew the weather was going to be nice. And as predicted, it was beautiful. So cool. It kind of, um, uh, <laughs> it was great. It was, uh, it, was, it was like paradise compared to you know Pacific Northwest or like Minneapolis or like where like they were driving through some serious snow. You know, a couple weeks before that. It's great. Oh, cool. And where are you right now, actually? All right. Uh, we're heading towards Durham, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina, and you'll yep. be finishing your North American tour by the end of the month, right? Uh, in two shows. By tomorrow, I'll be finishing it. Oh, uh, I have to, yeah, we have a makeup date in Boston because uh, it got snowed in. Cool. Uh, All right. So, as I was telling you, um, I actually found your album by accident because one of my friends, he's the music director here. We're a small station, and we get like new music every other week, and we have to like make sure the music doesn't have any bad words or anything, and. Um, just checked it out because I knew you were you played in off Montreal so and then I uh, I'm a big fan of of Montreal and a big fan of Regina Spector so that was kind of like the catalyst so um, I was gonna ask you uh, did you still play with any of those two artists and like how did it came from playing with them as a I guess a touring musician and studio musician to actually you know creating Kishibashi well, uh, I don't tour with uh, Regina Spector anymore. Uh, that was just, uh, I just did a world tour for about a year and a half. <clears throat> that mm-hmm. was, uh, was like a couple albums ago. And then of Montreal, uh, I toured with for about a year and a half, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they're huge. They're, they're, they're both actually huge influences on me. Uh, Regina Spector, just because she's a, a really fierce solo artist, you know, she really uh, kind of taught me that it's like, you know, how you can really kind of almost like control your audience or reach a, a maximum level of like intimacy with your audience which I'd never seen experience oh. like that before because she's like you know it's like really stripped down performances of just like captivated fans so it's kind of you know pretty inspiring um, and then of Montreal is like this crazy psychedelic experience um, <laughs> but you know but, yeah, mainly working with Kevin Barnes because he's a kind of a studio genius you know, so that was, that was really inspiring I, I worked at the studio with him and so, how did it, did you always want to be a solo musician and create your own thing, or um, did it, was that just to get a basis for what would later become 
your own band or your own solo act? I mean, yeah, I mean, every artist strives to, to kind of, you know, be, to do his own thing full time, which is I finally like I've been able to do that, which I'm really lucky. Um, but, uh, you know, up until then, I mean, I'm glad I, I got an opportunity to work with really, uh, you know, kind of like my heroes, I, at least, you know, like just because. Um, and, I, and I, I'd always been like a working musician, you know, mm -hmm. so I kept my skills up as far as like accompaniment and you yeah. know, being cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know Absolutely. how that goes. Yeah, um, I usually um, when I interview people, uh, we, I've interviewed a couple of small solo musicians who played with. They have their own band, but they played with people like Julian Casablancas, or they played with the Killers and stuff like that. And they always sure. um, tell me the, kind of the, kind of the same thing that it's they find a lot of their stage what to do on stage. And as someone who's seen you live, um, I first saw you live just on videos and. I was like, oh, he he wears bow ties. That's pretty cool. And I wear <laughs> bow ties too. Um, oh, and, okay. Cool. And then uh, what you were doing is like like that loop, the whole loop violin and control that you you did you captivate the audience like oh it's something different it's like oh you're holding a violin differently like a guitar sometimes and using those different plucking techniques. Um, so and your your live show for uh, I I've been recommending you pretty much everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Thanks. Just locally, like um, a couple of my friends went to the Detroit Bar um, show, and I think oh, okay. they met you. They were after afterwards. They were just like, "Oh, I want to meet him because you know he's cool." And, what do they look like? Uh, or what are their names? I probably I met a bunch of like one of them was Asian? named Lucy. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They okay, were, I met Lucy a whole was Asian. Oh, okay, cool. Lucy. Yeah, yeah um, they're really awesome. Yeah, um, and it's just like a small. We, we're a small station, but we do have an influence here in the OC. Um, we do get yep. a lot of like um, promotional stuff, so I try to do the best okay. with like other musicians. Like, hey, let's all like try to see them, and um, we actually have a small like venue here at Irvine, which is um, called Aerob the, the club name is Aerobatics Every Day, mm -hmm. and um, they get mu just musicians from mostly California. And we've gotten a couple of big ones. Um, I think a couple of years ago we got um, Star Effer. Um, I don't know if you know them, but oh. um, oh. well, they're 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 named. Uh, it's 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 a bad it's a bad word name. The, oh, okay. Star Effer. Yeah. S T R F C. Oh. Yeah, I'm polyvinyl. Yeah, I don't know them personally, but I know the music. Yeah. 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 Like we we've been able to get them, and uh, um, oh. it's just like. Uh, I've actually been trying to tell them like, hey, you should contact Kishi, come here oh. and play. I know, I, I know their, I know their label actually, uh, Polyvinyl. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you talking about that venue? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll check it out for sure. I'll tell my booking agent about it. Yeah, and uh, actually, I was gonna ask you like, what do you do? You plan to tour anymore, or are you just like gonna go back into the studio and make more music? Um, uh, well, I definitely plan to do that this year because I need to make a new album. Uh, but I have to go. You know, I'm going to Europe. And Australia, Japan, you know, within Japan. a couple months, so um, I have to do that cool. pretty quick. And then I'm, you know, then I'm also probably take a lot of the summer off and just work on this album, hopefully. Yeah. All right, we we hope to see you back in California. I think uh, you made a big impression in LA. I was talking to oh, a bunch great. of people there, and like people yeah. at the bar who weren't even at like at the stage. They were like, "Oh, this this guy's really good." And it's like, "What did you guys hear him from?" They're like, "Windows 8. and 
How, how did you even no. get into Windows 8? Like, when I was watching commercials, like, I was just like, what? Kishibashi is on TV right now. Oh. Um, I don't know how that one happened. They contacted us, but I just, um, I used to work in the, uh, the commercial music business. Like, I, you know, I used to just, like, write jingles, you know. I was never really that good at it, but I, I did work for a lot of people, like demos, and, um, you know, writing, like, commercial music. So yeah. when I when I made my album, I you know I, I did a lot of commercial like ad agency showcases, and I, I gave it to all my friends in the industry. So I think that's a lot of I've had a lot of commercial success, uh, sync success, and I, I think that's probably because of uh, probably because I used to work in the industry. So that's pretty cool, actually. Uh, based on your on going on that with the going on on that premise, uh, how did you? begin with music how did you i mean i'm assuming you had an education in violin because not everybody it's not like a guitar where you can self-teach yourself i mean i might be wrong but most people who i know who play a classical style instrument have to go through training yeah i mean i i went through uh up until high school i was pretty serious about classical violin so i you know i, I was a concert master of the orchestra and i played a lot of chamber music um and i was kind of serious about it but i never pursued it i never wanted to be a, a professional classical musician mm -hmm. uh, so I just went I went off to engineering school for two years and then I flunked out really <laughs> really hard whoa uh, and then uh, and then I transferred to music school so if, and then I studied a lot of jazz violin I went to Berkeley College of Music oh okay cool oh I didn't know that uh, your wiki yeah. page doesn't say that oh it doesn't well nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it update that well anyway so I went to Berkeley College of Music and that's where I got I studied a lot of jazz I improvisation on the violin Mm -hmm. And I also got a film scoring major. That was my major in um, film scoring. So it's like I studied composition there. That's, that's kind of like that's how I stayed afloat. It's just basically playing violin for people and also um, composing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. On um, going on that premise as well. What are your musical inspirations besides just like I mean, you mentioned Regina Spector of Montreal, but what other? Where do you find like if you were to say my, my favorite musicians are like this? these composers um i don't i'm not really sure i mean i have like a lot of i can tell you specifically what i modeled the album after was kind of uh i like uh you know i like psychedelic music you know for the 60s i listen to everything but um i like uh kind of you know i trying to model after like pink floyd and ELO, kind of um just like having uh kind of orchestral and like acoustic guitars and synthesizers yeah, that's what I modeled the album out just as a RL framework. Yeah. yeah, definitely got that. Um, but I mean, I, even then, I I think your album is was very original. Like I have, I think the only thing I could relate it to was kind of like a mix with like old psychedelic music with Andrew Bird. And I don't know if you've ever gotten that reference or like that similarity to Andrew Bird. Oh, I, I I get Andrew Bird similarities all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, a, but I I love him. He's great. He's an incredible musician. And I remember. I saw him once a long time ago, and he was like, I think he was like in an interview, he was complaining, I don't know if he was complaining about it, or he was getting, people are like, why don't you do the songs like you, on the album? <laughs> Obviously, I don't get, because, and he was looping a lot, kind of like similar to what I do now. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, I don't know why he had to defend himself, I never have to defend myself, because my album, my live shows are completely different than my album. Yeah. Um, it but, it's, but he was having—he had to like defend himself in the interview, and I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't seen that interview, but I have. It was a long time ago. It was like it was one of his first um, 
I love that. He has an album called Mysterious Production of Egg, which is beautiful. beautiful oh, album. yeah, yeah, that is, that is what, that's a great album. <laughs> and it, and it was, I saw him on that tour, and then he was, it was just him and a drummer, you know, and I was, I was really impressed with it. And I was stuck, you know, that, that always made an impression on me. Um, so when I started developing my solo stuff about a year and a half ago, you know, I definitely kept that in mind, you know, that he does that kind of thing. But, you yeah. know, I, it was great. Um, I mean, I don't think it's cheating when you play loops, uh, uh, especially when it's just one person. And I, I, for me, like the there's, it's just really hard to do if you don't have the other musicians. Um, but I mean, with you were playing with Tall Tall Trees, and he uh, and the other girl, who I forgot her name, the drummer. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth and the Catapult. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah, it, that uh, that provided a whole new like layer of dimension. It was. Because I've seen you in NPR, like what what's oh, going okay. on in the background music right now is from the NPR, yeah. and um, I have some friends who've seen you in the East Coast, and they, they were just like, oh well, he's just alone. But I mean, just alone, it's it's fine. It's like a virtuoso kind of kind of experience, and I was like, well, gotta. Yeah, I mean, I I like to switch it up a little bit, you know, just because you know for the audience too, you know, it's like uh, I always I always reserve a, part, a portion of my shows to be solo, mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's is very impactful. Like I'm a lot of people remember, you know, that's the first impression of, of, of me, you know, yeah. uh, that they have. So it's like, you know, I definitely want to do a portion of that. But then, you know, it's like, I also want to, there's like three part harmonies and like all these other beautiful, you know, these things that I could be doing. So that's why I have these great musicians with me. I just kind of supplement, you know, the songs where, when needed. Yeah. I, 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 I completely get you. Um, just to finish off the interview, uh, I've always, okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of like everything Japan just because like my dad I've told on the show like I always put like a little bit of Japanese music just because I like, I'm a, I'm oh, a yeah. real yeah. mix of a person like I'm I'm mostly Mexican but um, yeah. my dad is like a mix of Mexican and Japanese and then like oh that's Mexican Japanese that's cool it was yeah it's it's really weird but I've actually found someone at UCI who's also Mexican Japanese and it was it was great um, <laughs> but the thing is just like I'm there's no uh, Japanese um, a lot of the Japanese culture in my family died, and so I've been trying to like re-get it, like get it somewhere. And like sure. one of the first things I do is picking up the language. And um, I okay, I don't know. I know there's Japanese in the song your single Bright Whites, but I don't know what it says. And then apparently the album 151A in Japanese, which is Ichigo Ichie, yeah. means yep. something. And um, I was reading about it and I'm like, well, I don't get it. It's like one five one picture or like the letter A. Also, oh, well, if you, I mean, Ichigo Ichie is like I mean, one time, one meeting. It's not the numbers. It's it's uh, Chinese characters, you know, kanji. Oh, so like the kanji. Uh, okay. Yeah, the kanji for it. If you look it up, you can look it up on Wikipedia. But I can explain it to you in a nutshell. Basically, it means one time, one meeting, uh, which basically translates. Uh, it's a performance aesthetic that. A lot of uh, performers in Japan, uh, like no theater, use, and uh, it has to do with it. Uh, it, uh, it means that this moment is unique. It, this that this meeting between us, you know, as performers, is unique uh, to this one point in time. So you know, enjoy it for all its beauty and and all its imperfection. Essentially, like pretty much um, enjoy every moment that you have. Kind of like Carpadine. Well, no, no, but it's a performance thing. So it's, oh, it's yeah, like enjoy this performance because it's unique. Or this this happening right now is, is unique. Even if it, you know, if something terrible happens, I don't know, if something terrible or something doesn't go the way you want it to. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's fine because it's, this is this moment right now, and that's 
that's how beautiful it is. And it's kind of like, uh, it started in tea ceremony. It's a really popular phrase in Japan. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and that's kind of like a life attitude. Cool. I'm going to go into that because uh, there's a lot of phrases in Japanese that, like, once translated into English, like, it's like, well, uh, it doesn't really make sense. But yeah. you can um, look it up on, on Wikipedia, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. And on bright whites, what do you say in the beginning in Japanese? Because I'm like, I do. Uh, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean anything. It's just sound. But don't say dame dakedo means like, dame dakedo means like, oh, I can't do it. I probably can't do it. Like, yame dare nai means uh, I can't stop. Okay. So, oh, cool. Kind of like, oh. Man, I, uh, well, we're reaching the end of the interview, but um, thanks very much for your time. Uh, you're yeah, going to be in sure. Japan, which is great. Uh, you said that you had a little bit of popularity there. That's what you meant. Uh, I mean. it's, it's trying to pick up because uh, I'm, in, I'm in like TV commercials and they're playing me on the radio over there, like on like mainstream J-pop radio, you know. So yeah, <laughs> that is. Go there, take care of it. That's a hard field to compete with, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish you luck. I think you. I. I mean, I hope you get bigger, like get more fan base, because uh, you're great. great. For me, you're 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 good. You're a good guy. Good good musician. Oh, okay. Good uh, performances. Uh, definitely gonna be uh, promoting once you get to your second album. With it's gonna be with the same record label, I assume. We'll probably get maybe. to here. We'll see. <laughs> probably. I, I hope so. I, I really like my label, so I hope so. All right, and uh, yeah, hopefully you can come back or, to California and okay. uh, enjoy the nice weather. Actually, we have really bad weather this week. This we have Seattle weather. We just have a lot of uh, clouds, and so. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Uh, right. Everyone, okay, this was Kishibashi, uh, and you are listening. I think this is... Uh, I am the Antichrist for you. Is it? Thanks. Oh, yeah. All right, take care. Okay, have a good day. Thanks very okay, much. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Kishibashi with I am the Antichrist to you. Thanks very much for listening to the interview. That was great. I, um, you guys should possibly, if you get a chance, to check out his um, material, which is available um, on his webpage, kishibashi.com. And it's also available through SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com forward slash kishibashi. His album 151A 
is available through Joyful Noise Music. And um, yeah, you guys should check it out. I always play it. I uh, try to play it every once in a while. So um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us. We'll continue on with the music. Cheers. <laughs> 